Hello and welcome to another episode of our show. Today we're joined by Claudia Gehitzenen, who is a, a good friend of mine and somebody that I've met along this wonderful journey that I've taken myself upon of being a podcaster and I guess you could say uh, a bit of a philosopher and, and just somebody who wants to, uh, I guess, just explore the world and, and document that exploration. So she, I, I've been so blessed in her coming into my life and in, in being on the show and kind of trusting my vision. And I, I think we were sending a message back and forth about something and, and kind of my, my, my observations and my criticisms of the, the world that we're in. And in terms of, you know, just the way that we sometimes can be. And she said, hey, these are some great ideas. Let's get on the podcast. Let's do an episode and let's let's see where it takes us in terms of what we initially started with. Uh, what, what we wanted to focus on was leadership and education. But then uh, in our conversation, it takes a wonderful journey that uh, that I certainly enjoyed. And I hope you enjoy as well. And in this journey, we cover an assortment of topics, but we end up at where we started. And so much like any journey, you know, we go on this uh, this adventure and we go out into the wild and we come back uh, where we started. And uh, just shows you how cool the world is when you kind of live with an open mind and an open heart and the people that you will meet along the way. And Claudia is one of them. So... Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you get something out of it. Please let us know if you do. Our email is robsprobablywrong at gmail.com. And our Instagram is probablywrongabouteverything. If you enjoy our show, please be sure to check us out on Patreon and to tell your friends and family about it. Because without you, it wouldn't be possible. So thank you and enjoy. Uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. This is an open mind, and you're listening to I'm Probably Wrong About Everything. We have Claudia Goetzeman with us again. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on. Um, last time we spoke about it was it was it was specific to death and afterlife and and kind of life itself and that we're living and we're dying every day. Um, but today I wanted to talk. Well, we, well, we discussed you know, at, at times in life we come to a bit of a crossroads and we question, you know, why are we doing this? Am I doing this correctly? Am I being authentic in who I am? And how do I stay motivated and how do I, I become the leader or the individual that I was meant to be, which actually kind of does tie into day in and day out. We live and we die every day. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that when we're stuck in who we think we are, you know, and we became, we become uh, static, right. Unchanging. That's one real I think real problems can happen, not only just in, in, in our, our, you know, our everyday and day, but in our psyche and in our, our well-being. Mm. So thank you so much for being on again, Claudia. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's thank begin. you for having me again. I'm curious where our conversation will take us today. 
It's always a journey. Yes, it is a journey. Lovely journey. So what, tell me about, we're talking about leadership. Mm, and that's how and, it all started. And what it means to be a teacher. What it means to be a teacher. Well, mm. first, you know, probably being first we have to connect with ourselves mm -hmm. before we can teach anything to anybody. And teaching is not preaching. Even if it sounds kind of the rhymes, it's a little bit funny that it says, but if I teach something, I live by example. I really live what I want my surrounding, my environment to be. That's my opinion of teaching. And I also would not, not force anything onto anybody. I, I, you know, this is actually ties into the coaching work. Mm. And, you know, you, you, you said you're a consul counselor with um, youth. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's the same. It's teaching. We're, I mean, we're coaching, leading, teaching. It's there, it's being here, being there, and providing the environment for somebody to tap into their gifts. Mm. Maybe helping them to unlock their gifts, to encourage them to step into their gifts and their talents. That's, you know, teaching, coaching, counseling. And, 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 and something with education, and we were talking about this before, is I feel as though, I worry as though there's been a bit of a corruption of the practice of education. But again, I, I'm looking at it right now, and I've never lived in any other period but now. Mm. And so when I say things like, well, I feel like education has just become a business. Mm. I, I can't, I mean, we hear of Socrates, you know, over yeah. what, 2,500 years ago, 2,500 right. years, talking about how education was corrupted mm. and it was being used as a way to manipulate the masses, right? To, mm -hmm. to bring them into these things. And, and so what's old is new again. You know, and the conflicts that we face today, I do think are, are repetitive archetypes of conflicts that have been going on since we've started collecting stories. And mm. I wonder how we can get to the true nature of, of education. And I think that you've nailed it, Claudia, that the purpose of education is to cultivate ourselves you know and 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 i and i hear things as as a counselor of people who say um they make these strange um um you know if then statements if mm -hmm. i have this then i'll be happy if i have mm -hmm. that then i'll be happy i found this person and they're so wonderful now i'm finally happy but the science there is that there's actually chemical reactions happening in your brain known as dopamine that's being released mm -hmm. serotonin when you when you 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 go on a first date and you have a really good connection um you know or, or you go traveling and you see this new exciting place you know all this these chemicals in our brain are being released that are meant to be released but that's that's not all that there is and 
the greatest journey that we can take is within ourselves. And I think that education, it's almost like pharmacology, right? It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't necessarily want to treat uh, the disease because if it treats the disease, you're not going to want to buy the drugs anymore, right? right. They're out of so power. Is, right. So we put just band-aids. Exactly. Yeah. And we get you hooked to buy more band-aids. Yeah. And, edu- and education is the same. In order for me to be a counselor, mm. I had to get my master's degree. Mm. But I, I, I'll be completely honest with you, Claudia. I, I don't know if I really necessarily learned what I already knew. I learned mm. what I already knew. It just kind of mm. unearthed it, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like uh, Alfred Adler, and he talks about you know natural consequences. He discovered uh, natural consequences. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't think... What he discovered was already there, right. right? So my point being is that education and leadership, it's only a half truth because mm-hmm. it has to kind of keep functioning with it in itself. It's almost like mm-hmm. our economy, right? It has, it has to keep us a little bit sick to keep us still engaged and keep the, 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 the you know, we're just a cog in the system to keep it going. Mm-hmm. And and then it kind of comes down to like, why are we not kind of educating our youth and our, you know, our young people about who they are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's amazing because I, I totally agree. There is already such a disconnect from ourselves, the way we grew up as little people. I, mean, I don't know if we touched on that last time. I think we did a little bit, you know, through drama. We carry so much drama, right? in us and there's already that disconnect and then you go into a school system where you you even pushed further down your creativity i mean think about um you have a 19 months old baby and um you know how free she right it's a girl yes yeah yeah, yeah. how free she is and and there's no baggage and just you know the, the creativity is just mm. coming out of her right she's discovering this world there's no fear and then as older we get the more we get boxed in and gets narrow and narrow and narrow that we find people like oh no i can't i can't, I can't. Mm. oh no i don't know i, I can't I, i'm not good at this i can't sing i'm like have you tried <laughs> you actually tried and then the next thing is shame. Then maybe that person is like, okay, I, I guess I sing in the shower. Um, you know, but it's just, why are we not encouraging everybody to, to, to show up with our, in their full glory? And because we have all these gifts, everything is inside of us. And we just have to nurture it so it comes out. And that's, I think, should be actually the, as you said, that should be the education system. And then the jobs should be based on those gifts and not on mathematics or physics theory, which you you 80% never use. Right. Well, what's what's interesting is I'm reading this book by Brian Greene. He's like a astro he's a very smart person Mm -hmm. but but what's 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 so amazing about some of these these you know astrophysicists quantum mathematicians Mm -hmm. whatever is that if you can't explain what it is that you're discovering Mm -hmm. in a way that is concrete 
have you really, do you really understand it? Like, you know, when you're having an argument with somebody and they're just using fancy words and you're like, mm-hmm. do you even know what it is that you're saying? Like, you're just trying to kind of, you're trying to obfuscate me with your language. Uh, but you don't even know what you're trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and what he talks about in his book is patterns and the human mm-hmm. mind yearns for patterns, mm-hmm. right? That's, right. that's, that's, that's schema. That's, you know, it's like if if all I ever saw was a cat, and my apologies for repeating myself, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in the previous episode, but if all I ever saw was cats, and then suddenly I saw a dog, I would think, well, that's a weird looking cat, mm-hmm. right? And not yeah. taking it in my mind, that's a completely different thing. And mm-hmm. I think as we get older, is we're faced with these cognitive dissonances you know, like for like stereotypes and, and racism is all forms of it, right? Like mm-hmm. because yeah. of every single person of, of this culture, then every single person must be like that. Well, how mm-hmm. many people of that culture have you really met? Five, six, like how many have you really met? Uh, have you met every single person in that group? No, you haven't. So why are you making this conclusion? And mm-hmm. that's where our our frustration comes in is because we have a choice to make. We can yeah. either change the way that we think, or we can double down on the way that we think. And which one is more harmful for our being, for the particles within us? I mean, because that's really what we are. We're particles. And when we get angry and upset, our, our body heats up. Those particles mm-hmm. start to move faster. We age faster. We get sick faster. Mm-hmm. My point being is this, is that when you're faced with this thing that challenges the way that you think, you need to adapt mm. and you will thrive from it. Inclusivity and, and, and acceptance and all these things and gratitude, it, it makes us better. It does not make us worse. No, but, it, but you can only do that if you have even a connection to yourself. If, if the inside, and maybe that sounds very intellectual now or, yeah, but if you, if you don't know what's going on internally, how how can you step into that? So uh, you know, we, there's these now we hear that kids, when they meditate, you know, it's becoming more a little bit more mainstream that some schools implement meditation before they go to class or in between or you know three times a week, and what that does to their cognitive behavior system or their awareness, even of the surrounding, and suddenly you take you know in everything in a different way because we create our own reality right and the more fear-based we live that kind of sort of continuing with the thought what you just said you know then the narrow it becomes and then so if I'm narrow and this fear is every day or you know injected into me then I'm controllable and then I will be easy to judge these people mm. I don't even know about, but because I heard so that, you know, they're bad people, they, right? Then it becomes that they. Right. That they. Othering. That was so funny, that they. Yeah. they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When really it is we. Like, right, it's we. I, I know this sounds so, you know, like, but you know what? The hippies had it right. You know, like, like to love everyone. It's just... I always try to look at it as we're so fascinated by animals 
And I tell people, you do realize that we're animals too. It's not like, Mm -hmm. you know, you think about nature and there's, there's the plantae kingdom, which is like all the plants and trees and stuff. Then there's the animalia kingdom, which is all of the animals from mollusks to leopards. Well, guess what? That includes humans too. There's not a completely separate thing for us. So we need to understand that we're animals and that we have a nature about us. Mm-hmm. And our nature is to create under what well, part of our nature is to create understanding. It's also our survival, right? Reproduction, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's why art is so wonderful is because that's one way of carrying on our genes or so we feel like there's mm-hmm. my point being is that we think that we're above nature. I, excuse me, I'll speak for myself. I sometimes feel like I am above nature. I can say mm-hmm. this all that I want, but I can kind of defect back to my my ways right when you know when i'm tired hungry sad whatever i can kind of go back to the me 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 mentality but Mm -hmm. the reality is is that for example anger right yeah i've struggled with anger uh all of my life and then i have the shame attached to it which is part of societal influences and you know Mm -hmm. but let's just break it down for a sec so the other day i uh uh you know i'm not proud there it is again. There's the shame piece. So the other day I w- wanted to go to the gym. I got to sign up for it, which already that's exhausting. Uh, and I sign up for like five 30 in the morning. My kid, Sophia, love her to death, literally wakes me up at like 10 to four. Cause she's like <laughs> crying. So I'm up. <laughs> I spill coffee on myself. I go to the gym. I forget I, my mask. Cause you have to wear a mask and I'm like already driving. And I'm like, right and and then i'm like and then i'm like oh i snapped or whatever but then it's like hold on a sec imagine an animal in the wild all this crazy shit is happening around it it would like like you know horses they back kick sometimes Mm -hmm. a horse would a horse would react to this right yeah so but then i beat myself up and it's like oh i got mad again and well it's like you know what i'm a human being I just need to learn from this. And that's where meditation comes in, right? Meditation allows us to actually, uh, that truly allows us to overcome our nature because our nature is just to exist, Mm -hmm. right? To kind of do, 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 you know, eat, sleep, all that other fun stuff. But when we meditate, it really does go against the nature and stillness, right? And, and that's what you mentioned. I think that that's a well, fascinating point. Well, and it's okay. I mean, yeah, you 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 freaked out. You had you know you had a bad start to your day. You love your sleep, and it's I think that it's okay to just to be this way as long as you don't harm another. Yes. And then if you have that tool, a tool to mm. bounce back up, right? We can all fall. It's okay to fall. We're human. Nobody's perfect. But as long as you can, and then you had the awareness, you're like, okay, you recognize because you have self-consciousness and you're like, okay, there it is again. I fell back into this rut, into this pattern. I tried to get out and, you know, it's so much work and effort, but each time it's a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And again, you can still, you know, next time you may just say the F word. <laughs> <laughs> you smile at yourself and you're like rock it off the, your shoulders right and like, silly me or whatever right or i'm upset and it's okay it's okay i think it's it's fine as 
as long as we don't sit in that in yes. misery and you carry that anger forward to the next person you interact with, you know, and it spirals and then it's the whole day is ruined and the next person's day is ruined, right? Yeah. That's the golden. I, I, I think you're touching on the golden rule, do on others as you would do on yourself. Yeah. Fundamental but breaking it down a little bit more into almost like a scientific way, like the science of why the golden rule matters mm. is it's stress and cortisol. And it's like, I always reference this book, zebras don't get ulcers. And if you watch a zebra in the wild, after they've been chased by a lion and they get out, they're like, holy shit, that was crazy. They like shake it off. Right. They're not like, they're not going through their whole day looking at their watch and they're like, when I get home, there's going to be a lion waiting for me. I'm going to be pissed, right? They're just like, okay, I got to carry on with my day. Whereas we, we harbor stress and cortisol and we ruminate on it. And we think like, you know, those people, they don't like me. And there's, there's those people again. Anyways, yeah. individuals, they don't like me and they're trying to get me and, and like. Well, the, then, so we have the story, the stories come and then we hold on instead of being present, coming back yes. to meditation, we carry it and make it our past. And then we are even carrying it into the future. And then we carry the baggage coming full around to your lovely daughter, which is creative and doesn't have any package, right? And we have, we carry so much baggage with us. I mean, luggage and luggage and bags and bags, right? And then, and then we become it, less mobile and yes. more bucked down by all this. But it's, so it has a lot to do with attachment and really mm. truly knowing ourselves and understanding to let go. But we struggle so much with letting go. Why is that? Because our society, the way it's set up, it doesn't want us to let go because then we would be mm. free of so many things and we wouldn't realize that we don't need 80% of the things we actually we, 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 you know, we desire or we think we must have, right? And then, yeah, we'll probably have a very different economy. So, well, that, that's what feeds it. I'll never yeah, forget one, yeah. one time I was in, like, I was in this beautiful resort with my friends and I was having like a great time. And my, you know, my, my father always told me, you know, if you want to get something, you have to be, you have to be upset. You know, you got to be like, well, I want to talk to your manager. And nowadays I don't use that anymore. Like it's cause it's ineffective. You actually, you'll catch more bees with honey than you do with vinegar. Right. And you just politely ask for what it is that you want and you, you encourage them and affirm them. And people are way more prone to help you mm. than if you're like, what the hell's wrong with my salad? It's hot. You know, it's like, Hey, you know, my salad, it's a little bit warm. Can I get a new one? No problem. Anyways, yeah. I, I, I was in this beautiful resort and it was like, it was this paradigm shift. And I was talking to this lady and I wanted another cot that I could sleep in, you know, cause yeah. Anyways. So, so I'm like, yeah, you know, I've asked for this cot for a while and I still haven't gotten it. And, and then the lady was like looking at me like, uh, okay. And then she, and, and I'm like, you know what? And I stopped mid-sentence. I'm like, I don't even know why I'm raising my voice. And you could tell she was like really confused. She's like, I don't know <laughs> what direction, like, cause, cause literally in my head, the synapses are going like click, 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 bridge. And it's like, 
hey, can you like, you know what? I, I I'm really sorry. I actually don't even need that cot. I'm just I thought that if I did this, I could get my way. And I'm really sorry. I, I hope you have a good day. I go on, enjoy my day. I come back. Guess what's there? A cot in my room. Because yeah. <laughs> she's probably That's like an awesome story, hey. Yeah, because she's probably like, what the f- hell's going on with that guy and i even apologize i'm like you know i'm really sorry for like raising my voice and i just i don't even know why i was complaining i was complaining because i thought that's what i'm supposed to do Mm. you know when something bad happens you you get all mad and then and then well i get all mad or i used to and then i'm like hold on why am i getting mad because well because i feel like i'm supposed to right right but you 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 said this is what you're father actually taught you so you went along like you know it was right. your the person to look up to you were a child and there's your your parent and so we learn these behavioral patterns from our parents and then we don't know better we don't question why would we ever question our parents i mean we're little people mm. and then until you know one day you realize no this is not my way and Maybe we did evolve a little bit. I mean, this is, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, in my photography world, I remember um, when I sort of started, there was still, you know, it's a a very male oriented um, um, occupation, Hmm. Um, more more men than women. And there was this, you know, as a fashion photographer, you have to have this attitude. You couldn't be nice, you know? Yeah, it's just so weird. I'm I'm so the opposite. There was some stories and 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 write-ups about you know photographers guys who would just throw the camera across the studio and had like a fit and yeah. the model wasn't what it's supposed to be and you know it was that sort of show business you know like a celebrity of some sort you know oh my god look at this person and then you know like. I will never be this way. This is just, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just not who I am. But it's really changed over over time, over the years. And I recently had a conversation with somebody about this. And it's really, truly, you know, kindness and being nice. And we're like, let's do this together. We're all working together. And we were talking about, yeah, those 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 male photographers, what kind of attitude they had. So maybe we did evolve a little bit in the last whatever 15 20 years <laughs> but, but i do think that that you you raise a good point about you know sort of nature and pseudo nature mm. right these photographers they think they have to be this way because we all know that that stereotype that archetype but sometimes stereotypes feed themselves into 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 truth but not a capital mm. t truth not a capital no. t truth Mm-mm. uh and imagine truth right like right for example um i i used to be a teacher and i was why oh, would i i excuse me let me rephrase i was gonna say horrible but my uh my classroom management wasn't what i had the loudest classroom in the school always any school i i've been to like i've worked at like six different schools because I was so low in seniority that I was getting bounced around. No matter where I went, I had the loudest classroom. But guess what? Loud. Again, that that tells mm-hmm. you that something's happening. It wasn't like mm-hmm. it wasn't like kids were punching each other in the head. They were having a good time. They were like, Mr. Grant, and like, 
And when I left, I'll never forget this. When I when I left my grade four class, uh, and I had the wildest bunch, and I was so happy I did. I'm like, give me the wildest kids. And they're like, are you sure? Are you sure you want this one? I'm like, yes, I am positive I want this one. Uh, when I left that school, and I said, guys, I, I I won't be folks. I won't be here next year. And you know, I, I, it's been such a privilege to be with you. You've all made me a better person. And, and like five boys, 10 year old boys were like crying. Mm, And then I was getting all, I was getting all teared up. And I knew that's because I had made a difference, you know, and just the fact that those boys could be so raw and express that Mm. again was a reminder that not just me, but we were doing something right in our interaction Mm. because the best teacher is a student and will always be a student. Right. right. Yeah, that's beautiful. Maybe you were one of the only people who really saw them. Maybe you were because you didn't constantly push them down. Maybe mm. whatever, however you connected with them, right? And they they maybe felt seen by you. And so they valued you. And then and- they showed their appreciation for that for you. And you've talked about the power of attachment and connection. And Mm. I think that in big business, such as education, how can you maintain, create, you know, embody whatever connection, you know, because that's how people learn. People Mm. don't learn when it's just like, you know, splat, here's the information on a bunch of slides. People do learn best when they have a bond with a person, mm-hmm. right? And that's why you said, you know, we need to practice that of which we are preaching. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, and yeah, also, I mean, that's, that's uh, you know, it, it's interesting. How do we learn? And that's inter- That's a, a whole, you know, maybe conversation in itself. I feel like also what how schools teach these days mm-hmm. and how people perceive learning. There's, you know, there you you have multiple choice options. And but then that really that doesn't give you logic understanding of a problem. Because you just go down, you read it, you you basically memorize it, and then it's in and out of your brain. Yes. That if you understand it logically, it sits there forever after because it makes complete sense, right? And then you can apply this knowledge to other situations. And it's not just for that particular subject matter where you actually learned it, but it, it's just core learning. Then you learn about yourself, how you learn mm. as, a, as a human because everybody has a different way of learning. You know, some people are uh, audible. Uh, some people are visual. Like I am a very visual learner, and I, you know, I also learn better under under pressure. I learn when I walk, for instance. For me, the way things go into my brain is when I listen to things and I walk because there's something somatic. It's really fascinating to understand that. I didn't know that until. Uh, recently, I went, uh, you know, going back to to studies, 
because and then we change obviously maybe uh you know before when i went to school it was you know i was a different person right because i died <laughs> right so, <laughs> i mean we all are right we're yeah. so young and now so everything changes changed and I'm, I'm a completely different human but you know it's it's just really interesting to know that to be mm. really aware of like this is how i learn and i'm sure you know that how you learn you know what i i i just i love learning Mm. you know and like like i like i just like 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 i truly love learning learning new things science whatever like books 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 you know i i always point to this back here yeah. it's like you know that's so egotistical that i have this in the back like this is me right and then of course there's the no. beach back there i'm just kidding but when you have that love that raw mm -hmm. love because going back to children if we really want to understand our nature you it's almost like why would you look at a 45 year old distraught person versus a 12 month old baby right. which one tells you more about the nature of the human species i i i tend to sort of mm -hmm. i uh, i i defect to the child right the child's right. in a very raw state and mm -hmm. but yet as researchers it's like we're we're, we're almost afraid to look at children right. like i had this principal amazing guy and uh he he worked in elementary school and he's like yeah you know kindergarten kids they freak me out i'm like really i love teaching kindergarten like it's the most fun ever because i'm just a big kid anyways there's something about the nature of children that tells us about the nature of ourselves it's it's creativity and curiosity so right right wants to learn something they're just curious and then they figure it out i think maybe we talked about this last time about yeah how they how they make you know bow and arrow out of nothing there's just like you know then the imagination that's another thing imagination and we we have lost so much of that like we we're not we curiosity is our it's such a life force right if we're curious and then that in, that coincides with your love for education or learning because life is really all about new experiences and learning even if you do something once and then you say it wasn't for me but now at least i know it but you right. were curious enough to go down that road even if it's a dead end road and you know i i i'm the same way I, and I, I feel like there's so much what life offers us. I want to, mm. I don't even have enough time to read all the books I want to read. <laughs> you know? yeah. Sometimes it's funny. I'm like, maybe I should have like a speedy, like my the audible or whatever I'm listening to. It should be a faster speed. Or I wish I could have like two double task. One brain, mm. part of my brain could listen to this and the other part of the brain could listen to this because there's so much and I don't have all the time. So it's just this hunger, right? It's just like so. Like, and then, as you said, I could totally share that same sentiment with you. It feels, it nurtures my soul and my brain. And I don't know, it makes me so like, wow, because there's so much to discover. Yes. And, and, and at, at odd, at, be at, at awe, like wondrous things, right? Well, and, and, and that's yeah. the other piece, right? Like we have to make... Have you ever seen the movie The Matrix? 
Yeah, many times. Yeah, yeah. What awesome movie! Like I used to love it for the action, but now I I I see it as you get older. You see things in a different light. And the Mm -hmm. scene when he's like, he just downloads kung fu, and he's like, I know kung fu. Right. Something that takes people years to master, and and that's where the beauty of the human sort of condition is: is that we have to make choices on Mm. that of which what we want to master. And Mm. for me. It's like, I want to do everything. Uh, and and I just can't be typecasted. And, you know, people label that as ADHD or whatever. But why don't we look at it as a thirst? Why don't we look at it for what it really is? And it's a mm. thirst to live. Mm-hmm. It's a thirst yeah. for life. Right, you know? to feel alive. And, 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 totally. I, and I love that, that point about kids and how they just figure things out. But then you have the parent who's like, that's not how you do it. You do it like this. And maybe they're under the pressure of time and society that they're like, oh my God, if I don't meet this deadline, I'm going to get fired, right? There's that mm. stress speaking again, the stress demon, right? Mm. And yeah. and and then we wonder why our children are anxious or depressed yeah. or right. lack confidence and all these yeah. things is because they're under the pre- It's It's trans- transferative, not, not transformative, but transferative. That's yeah, not, probably not the mm-hmm. not the right word, but of energy, right? Because you can't mm-hmm. create energy, but you can transfer it, or mm-hmm. you can alter it, mm-hmm. right? But you can't create it. So everything's being recycled, which further right. proves the point that there is an afterlife. But that's neither here We're nor neither. there. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, neither here <laughs> nor there. That's just me. But a transference of power, and I wonder how we can get to a pure state. Because that's not, I don't think that that's, as we've discussed, I don't think that's the pure state. That's mm. an altered state, but not mm. in the right direction. Mm. I don't know. Well, so you could start with your daughter mm-hmm. and see how you, how, what you share forward to her and how, how she grows up with different skills maybe than you had. You know, and and maybe give her give her the gift of questioning. Mm. Give her, you know, I I don't know. I've always, I'm not sure how why I have this, but I always always had this. As always a rebel, I always questioned <laughs> everything. <laughs> and yeah. I think this is it. It, it really served me, and mm. I I re- I've questioned so many things of society. And you know, because we we just accept them, we don't even look at them. I'm like, why why am I supposed to do this this way? Why I'm supposed to have this belief system? Why am I supposed to not like this or that? Or you know, I'm like, no, it's my life, and I think I can. So it's very healthy to question things, even if you come at the end to the same resolution again. But it's good to just check in and be like, yeah, I'm aligned with this or not. What, a, what a, you know, like, first of all, I, I celebrate you in that ability to question. Because in, you know, in my whatever background, I, I guess you could say Judeo-Christian, uh, Anglican, you know, Caucasian, whatever upbringing speaking to my own privilege and my own background because not everybody's upbringing is the same and no two children have the same parents but anyways um 
that this idea of trusting the messages mm. that are being told. But then when we question it, it's almost like we don't see it as trying to understand. We see it as trying to provoke, as trying to be a, you know, a, a gad. Well, not even a gadfly is the right word because a gadfly is trying to understand things. But when we question, authority sees that as a challenge, mm-hmm. right? As a threat, excuse me, that's the right word I'm looking for, as a threat, mm-hmm. not as an individual who's trying to make sense. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Do you mm-hmm. agree with that statement or? I'm not sure. I mean, I'm looking at, I'm looking at my, also my upbringing and, you know, German, I mean, white, middle class, right? So Catholic, very Catholic country. Mm. So my parents would go to church every Sunday and I'm like, I'm not going. I'm going to the forest. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I think I was six years old and my mom was so unhappy that she couldn't make me go to church and I'm like no I'm gonna go for a walk I'm not and then as I grew older I always I said I'm going for a run and that's my church and I'm just talking to so-called God while I talk to the trees and she probably was like oh my god what happened to my child (laughs) she went out this way but I know but that's sort of how it all sort of went so like that no, is that's my point. <laughs> that, well, well, because you know what, you you you've arisen a question in me. Where do you hmm. think you got that from? Like, because because at six years old, you had the conclusion that your church, your way of speaking, interacting, and being with God, was to be in the forest. Where do you think you got that from? I don't know. Maybe I got that. I don't know where I got this from. It's sort of, maybe it's genetics. I'm not sure how it came. Maybe I I also, I mean, I did my first trip. I was, my aunt lives in, in Switzerland and she came for a visit and I was like, I'm coming along. And I was four and a half. <laughs> wow. So I went with them and then. A week later, I got homesick. My mom had to come to the rescue, but mm. <laughs> But I don't know, I had just I always had that fire in me. So. I mean, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. And 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 you know, you've you've stirred reflection in me sharing this. And uh I my my dad and my family, we had a cabin on Vancouver Island. Mm. And I have and continue to have an incredibly vivid imagination that probably you, you, that that I actually hide from people in the sense that mm. it's like, I know this is socially inappropriate to think that I'm in a movie right now and I'm creating a trailer for it, you know, or that I'm beatboxing and I'm coming up with songs in my head and singing lyrics as I walk, but I don't really give a shit. So I'm going to keep doing it. Right. My point is, is that like, again, there's that inner child, that creativity, mm-hmm. that curiosity. Mm-hmm. And when we stifle it, because we mm-hmm. think that we have to fit in with society, it creates a lot of pain in our body. I mean, Eckhart Tolle talks about pain mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, I think the inner kid is a lot like the zebra that just shakes off the, the lion mm-hmm. that tried to like devour it. It's like, well, right. shit, that was crazy, but I'm going to keep on being a zebra. 
Yeah. And there's something there too. And, and like you say, I would be in the forest and I'd be running around and, you know, my mom wasn't like, Oh my God, there's cougars out there. And there's, there's bears. It was like, I had dogs with me. I, it was safe. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was safe in a twofold sense. It was safe for me to just be myself uh, in terms of exploring, you know, who I was mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to be shamed by others in society. And it was safe for me in a sense that I wasn't going to be hurt. Mm-hmm. And that is a privilege. Like, like not everybody has that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like not everybody. Right. In fact, most people I'm afraid don't. Mm. You mean that, a sense sense of environment? You mean that they could run around in nature and explore or in... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I really do. And, and to try and make sense of themselves. I mean, people are always making sense of themselves in, in, in these kind of cause and effect social responses, like they do something right. and they're rewarded for it. Whereas I was just doing things and there was no feedback, but my own enjoyment. I was like, oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Like I used to think I was James Bond and there were like assassins in the woods And now sometimes when I go in the woods, I still think like, what would I do if a bunch of mechanical ninjas tried to attack me? (laughs) Point being, I've never, yeah, I've never let that part of me die. Mm -hmm. And that's why I get joy. And sometimes my, my partner, who's an amazing person, she could be so frustrated with me because I'm so in the moment and I'm just like, I'm carried away. Mm -hmm. I'm truly in a flow state. And then she tries to bring me back down to earth because like we have to go get groceries or something. And you could tell she's like, oh man, I hate pulling him out of this. But I'm so just like, you know, and and, and that is a blissful, it could be very blissful. Right. Of course, you could you 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 might not be productive in the sense of like getting your taxes and things done, these things that you have to do, but there's such enjoyment in it. Right, but don't you think there's time for both? It's I agree. That that we Balance. give ourselves allow ourselves to play and be free, and not just put ours constantly ourselves under this pressure of doing and performing and and living in the in this these 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 narratives, but really allow just to be and whatever happens. Like you know, I think being. I bored or not doing, I have not necessarily an agenda, being quiet, not meditating, but just being in mm-hmm. silence or wandering around, getting lost actually. When you you don't really know where you're going, you're going for a walk. There's something so magical mm-hmm. because it just frees you. It's an, you know, you walk, you keep walking. It's an exploration. There comes the curiosity, it's a sense of adventure, whatever thoughts come up. And that, I think it's a, that's a really good way, actually, as a tool to reconnect with that inner child as an adult. But a lot of people don't do that because the whole day is planned out. And then by the evening, you fall that tired into your bed and then on it goes. And then we wake up or not one day and then it's, you know, probably... Who knows what happens, sickness or it's really life has just passed. And it's it's so precious, right, to to give yourself and allow that freedom. Just to say, no, today I'm 
I'm just going to do nothing. Whatever that nothing will fill, be filled with amazing things. <laughs> You're right. And, and you know what is, is there's no such thing as doing nothing. Right. Yeah. No. You know, like mm. I'm just going to sit still and be present or be in my thoughts or whatever. Cause like I zone out sometimes I'll be like, Mm-hmm. And, and and people are like whoa and I'm like oh sorry you know like yeah my point is is that I don't think anybody can do nothing even mm. to do nothing you're doing something mm-hmm. but but I agree like to your point I agree with what you're saying like you know we fill our lives with these busy schedules but at the same time it's like when do we make time for ourselves mm-hmm. like like people often say and I've often said you know like ah I just I don't have enough time well, I have to make time. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not so much as managing time because I think the term managing time is a very strange statement, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't own time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you, you right. work within it. You work within its parameters, but it's the parameters that time gives you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, if something is important to us, we will give it that time we, mm. so to say again a friend is like make the time right yes yes and if it's not it feels important or then we get stressed out because we don't have enough time because we have too many things on scheduled in our day um i don't know it's the i try not to do that anymore you use the word flow state i, mm. I really I, I try to be a lot in that state of flowing and trusting. Then it, I trust myself. And, you know, if you have on your to-do list things and you accomplish two of them, that's okay. Mm. You don't have to do all of them because right. there will always be more. And nothing, you know, there's this saying, I think you say this in, um, in English as well, Rome wasn't built in a day. You say that? Yeah. Yes. You know, it's it's a silly saying, but it's really, it just says it, right? So take your time. And then whatever happens and is meant for you will anyway, anyway manifest and you will step into this and you will give it the energy and presence and the power and do it. And if it's not, then it wasn't, wasn't meant for you anyway. But that trust. Mm. No? Mm, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I'm just... I'm, uh, I don't know what the word is. I'm meditating. I'm enjoying, you know, when you like eat food, like sometimes when you eat mm-hmm. at lunch, it's like, am I really enjoying what I'm eating? Or am I just mm-hmm. like, like, am I just like gouging versus, right. you know, when you have a good meal and you're like, oh yeah, I'm enjoying that. Yeah. So I'm enjoying your words is what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> and it, it, it made me think about, um, have you seen that movie? I believe it's called Soul, the new Pixar movie. No, I have not, but I heard of it. I have to see it. Maybe I watch it after. It's, it's so a, f- a friend of mine, he, I, I've talked about this and, and he passed away and I loved him. I still love this man. Yeah. And a friend of mine, he said, Oh, you got to check out soul after. And so I started watching it and like, I was crying and I was like, you know, it was, it's just a really good film. Like sometimes I, I don't watch a whole lot of movies anymore. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's, it's just feeding that kind of consumerist sort of thing. But right. anyways, this yes. movie, it's able to achieve that goal of, you know, keeping the society going, the, that business, but also create something that is, 
is nourishing for the mind and the spirit. And in this one mm. scene, it's not giving the film away, but this the soul is going through like a desert and there's these lost souls there. And they're lost because they've been so consumed by something mm. that they've, they've forgotten the purpose of life. Mm. They've attached what they're doing to their meaning. Like there's this one guy, he's like, he's got uh, a metal detector and he's mm. like, He's, it's beeping it's beeping he's like found it found it found it or whatever and he's so consumed by this that mm. he's forgotten what life is all about right you know and it's just about us connecting well I, right. i'm not giving the film away because i actually haven't seen it in its entirety but it's all about us interacting with other souls mm-hmm. that's the true currency what we're doing right now is 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 a true uh in the raw sense is a complete exchange, right? Because mm. money is is just an artifact. Yeah. But but right now, what we're doing is a true exchange mm-hmm. of souls and of time. Mm-hmm. And I think I touched on that last time. But anyways, yeah. The point being is that we can be so consumed and really forget what the purpose is. And I think even in this, I can get kind of consumed and forget the purpose. Like, you know, I want to. I want to turn this into a business and I want to make money out of it and all this stuff. But then I forget what is the real value of this. Mm. And that's, that's having conversations with like-minded people and Mm -hmm. hopefully encouraging others to Mm -hmm. have these conversations. Because like you said, Mm. do we really question the way that we should in a way that's not destructive, but actually constructive? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And, but then because, you know, I feel and the listeners feel your passion and then everything else, what comes, the the, the right. financial aspect, or as you call it, you want to make a business out of it, it will come because it will attract, right? It's an attraction. It's the energy. Again, everything is energy. And if there's a wanting, then that, that energy field, is not actually pure and positive but if you really do this because you love it people will recognize your passion and you will be rewarded for it i truly believe that Mm. it's it's like and you can't fake it it comes it is i feel i feel it so you know and if if we put little seeds into somebody's mind by listening to this and slowly that changes something, then, you know, it's, that's awesome. Then we have a ripple effect. Claudia, I, I sincerely mean this when I say it, it's the same goes for you. I mean, that's why we're here again, right? Because we're kind of getting to the telos, the target, the bullseye Mm. of what this Mm. is. Right. And that's us trying to make meaning, you know, Victor Frankl, Mm. he talked about that in logotherapy, man's search Mm -hmm. for meaning read that book everybody read that book yeah that's an amazing book yeah the sense of we need to find purpose and he was in a concentration camp he was in auschwitz yeah and and he was saying uh uh you know he wasn't getting paid for that obviously so he had to survive some way Mm -hmm. and he found it by just finding out what his meaning was and it wasn't the finances Mm -hmm. it wasn't fame it was just find the beauty and i think he talked about like a bird landing on a barbed wire fence or something like that and yeah. him just being like 
Wow. Actually, that makes me that makes me think also how do you know there's um Dr. Edis Eger, she's another yes. survivor. Oh, the choice, you know, unreal. Amazing, right? Yeah. And she also a survivor of um concentration camp and how she she talks about the 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 reality she created, how colorful it was when she went through this hardship and she was in this camp. But what I mean it's it's I get goosebumps. So she and him, they both actually were in touch with their inner inner child because they had in imagination. And imagination saved them from not dying, right? Otherwise, they might have been killed or died. Like yes. Spiritually, soul, their soul could have died. But because of that strong connection, keeping it alive and with vivid imagination and curiosity... They survived and they, right. they, 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 they throve, they drive, drive is the word, right? Drive, yes. drive, drive, yes. And, and then it, they took and then came out stronger even. And they're such beautiful, inspirational people, mm. you know. And, and they, yeah. and, and they both complement each other and they both yeah. work together. And it's yeah. like, man, I would love to hear a podcast between the two of them. Unfortunately, Victor Frankel has, yeah, he passed, you know, he's, yeah. he's, and, I don't even know if I should use the word, unfortunately. It's only unfortunate for my greedy self. You know? <laughs> but anyways, uh, and, and the other thing about, about uh, Dr. Edgar, how do I say her Edith, name again? Edith Edgar. Edith Edgar. Yeah. She was a dancer. Mm, right, she was a dancer, yeah. And dancing, like, you, I, I remember I asked Google one time, because I sometimes love the wisdom, the hidden wisdom that Google can tell us, you know, the little bots. And mm -hmm. I said, hey, Google, why do humans dance? And the answer it gave me blew my mind. And Google said something, I'm paraphrasing here, said something, words to the effect of during stressful times, primitive, primitive humans would dance to shake off their stress and to possibly, you know, get a mate or whatever. But it was just dancing is one of our oldest forms means of stress relief mm, yeah and and it's like i yeah i i, I don't know it's like what, what do i need to be able to dance i used to need a lot of booze but you know what i mean now it's like oh yeah just dance like feel mm -hmm. the vibrations and i know that sounds again quite hippie and whatever but guess what i think the hippies were on to something <laughs> i don't i don't i don't think it sounds hippie but then maybe i'm a hippie myself so <laughs> Well, I am too. I'm I'm definitely a bohemian pirate, you know, like a I bohemian pirate. I love yeah. that, a bohemian pirate. <laughs> I'm nomadic to the core. And I think that that again, that's our nature. Right. right. Oh my God. It's like, why is that? You know, I, I admit it, I raise my hands, I dance a lot alone, alone yes. at home all the time. Yeah. I need it. It's so, you know, in this pandemic, in this lockdown, so many times mm. I was like, oh my God, I just need to let loose. I need to, yeah. you know, shake everything off. And it feels so good. And I wished more people would do that. And there was this, mm. oh my God, there was this funny saying, dance like nobody's watching, right? But I think dance like everybody's watching. Dance yeah. and inspire others. Be be that inner child. Set yourself free. You know, it's it's your life. It's so precious and so don't don't look at others just if you if, as long as you don't harm anybody you know do what you need to do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think it's go for it 
And then, then you're in touch with yourself. Then you are tuned with you in connection with your soul, your authentic being. Right. And then you share forward this beautiful energy and people will react to it. And, and then, I mean, and because we initially were going to talk a little bit about how we started teachers and leaders, right. but I think then that will also make better leaders and teachers. It's, it's the example of society, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and right now, and, and not to go off on a tangent, but right now, first responders are under like, like police officers, you know, mm -hmm. especially in the United States, there's a lot of information on, you know, things like police brutality. And I just feel like, I, I really feel like there's a mental health problem here that is being work it's being completely failed i mm. think you know like it's really like it's heartbreaking how hard it is to to me to see what's happening because it's like oh my god right this is you know and, and then it's like well you just get rid of police officers and it's like i don't know if that's the answer mm -mm. right but but i think that like put it this way so teachers imagine you lived a job and you were really good at what you did, but you know, you, you don't get the credit that you need or whatever, but everywhere mm -hmm. you look, right. It's, you know, you're, these people are bad people or, or whatever the message is. I'm not necessarily, I'm not saying that's what the message is, mm -hmm. uh, but imagine this is what you heard. And, and every day it's like, you know, police officers, all of them are racist. Mm -hmm. All of them are, you know, this, there's that day again. Right. Yeah. And you know, that would all that would affect you that would hurt mm -hmm. your soul right because what you believe in what you're doing mm -hmm. you know and and i just think it's a conundrum there because you know what's happened with things like george floyd and this derek chauvin mm -hmm. thing and it's just like oh my god like the, the, back to leaders and education mm -hmm. and things like that we have like we need to look at the root of what's happening instead of just treating this this sort of this band-aid approach that will never work it mm -hmm. will just keep us sick and our mm -hmm. souls sick and our and that you know we're just echoing that onto our children mm -hmm. you know and it, it really breaks my heart it, it but then of course it's like if i dwell on this for too long good lord like you can get you can get stuck in that mm -hmm. mm. so yeah yeah that's well the release officers yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's everywhere. There's somebody bad. There, you know, you have, um, you have the beans, and one bean is bad, and then yeah. suddenly the whole back is supposed to be bad. It's not that way. So we need to just separate that out, and it goes in every direction. It's, it's everything, right? You have some Islamic attack, somebody, some extremist attacks, and then suddenly the whole religion is bad. Yeah, Islamophobia. You know, yeah, and then all the people of, of the Arabic world are bad. I mean, hello. So it's yeah. just, you know, again, this fear, right? Where, where does, why? Where does that come from? And so it's this manipulation of how higher powers there are that they, they again, they yes. um, want to control. And there is a controlling of, if everybody would wake up and be like, you know, excuse me, I'm gonna say it. Fuck the system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, then it would. It just would. You know, the whole capitalism sort of would would fall 
humble because mm. right we we just because what is really important what really matters i mean it's so interesting to see in this one year over one year in and um mm. you know it's around the world like what 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 do people buy what is really essential <laughs> there's you come to realize there is not that much we need anymore like i don't yeah. know and and if you do buy a lot then it's a form of addiction and numbing oh. then the problem lays you know somewhere else because you haven't really looked at what's really truly going on inside you and there's fear of looking at so you rather numb with whatever form of addiction there is and you know so yeah well and, and you've worked with Gabor Matei uh and Gabor Mate. Yeah, oh, excuse me yeah yeah Gabor mm -hmm. Mate. yeah I and uh with him actually and 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 just the roots of addiction mm -hmm. you know and where that's where that's based and it's so we're so misled to mm -hmm. think like you know we look at oh he's just a drug addict like just mm -hmm. a drug addict I'm just I'm talking about like yeah 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 no I know person x you know yeah, they're just a drug addict they're just an addict even people who are sober sometimes mm -hmm. the way that they talk about people who are who are still using it's like mm. hey man like come on check yourself right mm -hmm. like oh man that guy's a mess it's like do you really think he's going to get better by you mm -hmm. talking about him that way do you really think that's helping him because it isn't mm -hmm. let me let me let me tell you sorry i don't mean to get mad at you no but maybe that person who talks that way maybe is possibly not even healed yet he may well, they're not you know, still go back to <laughs> yeah. the same, do another um, form of addiction. Because, you know, what is addiction? It is that we disconnect it as very early on in our, as babies, even maybe in the womb or, you mm. know, ancestral, we were disconnected. There's, and it's not, a, you know, it's not about the actual drama. It's what we do with it. And it's about the mm. disconnection from ourselves. And when we do that, then we have we have a form of adaptation because I don't know, we're getting off on a tangent on, on please, trauma. Please, you know, please but, do, please do. But you know, there's two things, the core, it's the core, right? There's there's um, a tune, um, attachment and authent authenticity. So if we're little, like your daughter, she needs to attach to you because you, she needs food. She can't do it on herself by herself. But if you, let's say, would not be uh, provide her a good environment for you know her 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 upbringing, she could not be authentic. Because she, then she would have to give up the being authentic. So she would alter her behavior in order to get the food she needs because she must Aye. be attached. So when in survival, when you're little, it works. But then. These become the patterns, as we talked about, they're really deeply ingrained in us. And, you know, we are not conscious about what happened because when you're in that age or when you're six years old and you grow up in a troubled family or in a household, you don't have the capacity to logically think, wow, this is going on here. I giving up my authentic self because i need to attach you don't you, you can't right so it's just all automatic it's because it's survival and when you're done adult you still have those patterns mm. 
and then they become your roadblocks. And then, you know, when you were sorry, yeah, I, I didn't mean to interject, but no, no. when you were talking about that, you brought up mm -hmm. something that I don't know, it just resonated with me. And it's our needs, right? We need mm -hmm. sleep, we need food, we need water, we need shelter. <clears throat> and parents, when they try to control these needs, mm -hmm. like, I, I, it, and I'm specifically talking about eating, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like, eat five more peas. And I've been guilty of this with my nephews. And right now I'm kind of like, ooh, shit. Anyways, but when you do these kind of like, well, eat five more and then you get this, but it's like, you're kind of creating an attack. Like if, if, if you have food in front of you, you're going to eat it if you're hungry, right? Mm. And, but when we create sort of these weird sort of constrictive rules and stuff around food, um, that can actually kind of create some some complexes and some some problems in our mind. I mean, I struggled mm. with an eating disorder mm. uh, a year after my father passed away, and and I think that that wasn't necessarily related around food, like with my parents, but mm. it was re related around the control of food and image and stuff like that. But mm. I do think that dietitians they mm. talk a lot more nowadays of just you you make a smorgasbord for the kids. These are their choices. You even put the, mm -hmm. the, the dessert there too. They take whatever they want. And they're, the point of this is what is that they're being empowered. Mm -hmm. They're not being controlled. Right. Like my daughter, it's like, she's, you know, she, she's ready to, she, she's ready to dust off. Like she does not look like she's starving. Like, mm -hmm. you know, she's, she's so cute. She's got everything that, you know what I mean? Like, like her needs yeah. are being met. So when she's done dinner, it's like, all right, you're done. You know, yeah. she'll try and she'll try and like pull herself out of her high chair. It's adorable. And it's like, oh my God, wait, <laughs> you know, but when she's done, fine, done. And then she'll come back, grab some handfuls and go back. And again, there's, you know, she's making decisions. Now, when she's about to touch a fireplace, you know, something that could hurt her, then it's like, hey, no, 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 no. You know, there's control there. Mm -hmm. But again, I think for parents, or whatever there's a huge thing around food and and letting kids kind of have empowerment over that i know that's a huge tangent that i went on but i don't know something about that and then that feeding into trauma right and mm. and feeling kind of powerless mm. you know well also maybe really being present with her and and not punishing her for instance you, you didn't eat again yeah and so let's say she would be or another child if it's older and you would just say you didn't eat then you would give guilt then mm. that injects already shame in that early age right mm. and so then she would adopt there's an adaptation in order right. to please you she would like okay i eat it but i really don't want to so there you start to the pathway into this pattern which can you know go down and then one incident to the next incident and once you again that's already when you lose connection to yourself in this early age and once you lost connection you don't again because it's not conscious in, as a little person then you you just adopt there's always just adopting mm -hmm. and attachment instead of being authentic because you know, you, instead of saying, no, I don't want this. 
it takes a lot of courage and it needs you need to feel safe and children right. need to feel safe in order to say i don't want this but if your parent is like and or you go to your room if you don't do this and one more time and whatever right the scenarios are i mean it's endless so it's it's the language also we we need to be aware of and 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 the presence i mean this this is a you know windy conversation but it's really fascinating to see you know i'm here in berlin and there's a lot of children and there's a lot of playgrounds And I see these parents going to the playground and guess what? The child plays and they all sit on their phone. Mm. I mean, what's the purpose that they're actually going to the child? I mean, it sounds a little churchy, but I mean, if I go to the playground, wouldn't I want to engage with my child? And I'm sure the children are there, but it's, you know, it's, I find that that must have some sort of backlash on that child if you see your parent not being present you feel that energy that your your parent maybe say something uh-huh, uh-huh, not even listening and looking into the phone so what is important right comes back to what's important we make time so the child is not as important as maybe the latest post on your instagram feed yeah I, uh, i'm just wondering You know, and, and, and I love this. So let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's stick on this bit for a bit, mm-hmm. bit for a bit. Anyways, I think that the internet is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's, it is the matrix, right? Mm-hmm. It is the matrix. Right. Yeah. So, which means it's only dangerous because of the human who uses it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, uh, you know, I'm a hunter because I believe in healthy, you know, sustainable mm-hmm. eating and stuff like that. It's like a rifle, right? Like mm-hmm. a, like a firearm. It's a tool, but it's also a weapon. Right. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's all in how, it. yeah. it's, it's all in how you use it, you know, yeah. and, and it can be very dangerous. Right. And there, there's yeah. so much hurt that's being, you know, talk about transference of pain mm-hmm. and, and, and even on Instagram, I think that n- not all of it is real, obviously. And I think quite a bit of it, at least in, in North America or in Western nations, this is my observation, is, is, a, is a little insincere. I question the, the veracity or whatever the word is of it. Hmm. I, I, you know, I, me being, you know, part of the problem, of course, but not all of it is. Some of it, is real and mm-hmm. the percentage that is real is amazing take for example mm-hmm. you you know like our friendship right mm-hmm. like this was discovered through the internet right how amazing truly how amazing and enriching and inspiring you know and there's there's thousands millions of people like that and opportunities out there yeah. but we can get stuck in this sort of uh Uh, me, me, me mentality of, mm. you, for example, on Instagram, we talked about this before recording, but I follow you, you follow me back, I unfollow mm. you. So it seems that, you know, I have more followers than people that I follow. And that's supposed to give me some kind of a strange status, <laughs> which is very high school imprisonment mentality, yeah. you know, that you have to have more followers than people that you follow. And I find that incredibly troubling because it's, 
it's the it's the antecedent or whatever it's it's anti-theatical uh-huh. of what community is right how am i how am i gonna how am i gonna interact with my community if i don't follow them and even follow is a really bad verb for it in my opinion it doesn't really make sense it's i'm not like following you around the mall although i sometimes feel like it with all the fucking pictures you take but my point is is it's just like it's it's a community and you don't build a community by being exclusive or elitist and kicking them out as soon as you got them you know so what I do, a lot of what I do on my Instagram that has actually helped me out is I go and I build people up. Mm-hmm. I'm not an influencer. That's another really weird verb for it. Don't get, we can get started on that. I'm an encourager. And I know that that yeah. sounds a little bit like whatever, but I actually go on, I comment on people and I'm like, hell yeah, this is a good point. Keep bringing this stuff up, you know, or Man, that's so it. funny. Or I share it and whatever. And, and I cite it, you know, I, I'm not perfect, but that's that's the tool right Right. that's me using it as a tool you know and i go and i find other crazy people like i'm friends with a tarot card reader from south carolina named mama red check her out man she is um i love her she's amazing and i i I hope to have her on the show but it's like how did i find this person and you know and 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 i'm interacting with this person and You know, we're building each other up and we're encouraging each other mm-hmm. or there's other people that are like, do this survey and help me get my accolade, whatever. It's like, sure. That's how much time does that take for me to fill out a survey to help mm-hmm. out somebody in this community? Right. Yeah. It's not about me because guess what? You get to the top and if you're an asshole, nobody's going to like you. Nobody's going to mm-hmm. want to work with you. Right. And that's karmic. That's karmic mm-hmm. labor or whatever. And that's why I say so much of technology is the, you know, the internet stuff. We just, we have to be, we have to question it. Just like you say, question it, mm-hmm. not just take it for what it is. Here's the other thing, these, you know, influencers and very judgy of me to say this. Yes, I know, but I just don't think it's real. And it's so mm-hmm. clearly not real because let's take, I'm going to take a generic archetypical influencer a couple right they're the happiest couple my partner and i we get in conflicts often and guess what Mm. conflicts are how you grow Mm -hmm. failure is how you grow imagine if every foot race you ever ran you won and then you became a professional foot racer clearly you can tell i don't know anything about sports (laughs) whatever anyways and then you're in the big leagues and then you're just getting your ass beat the whole time right? Because you never learned. Yeah. You know? So my point being is that sometimes what we're showing on here is not real, but we kind of think it is. And then talking about schema and cognitive dissonance, we think that this is the way the world's supposed to be. Why am I always getting into disagreements with my wife, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or my husband or my right. yeah, whatever, yeah, partner. you know, mm-hmm. why, why am I not having this lifestyle, you know? And it's because, well, that lifestyle isn't exactly real. Life is not life without conflict. Beauty and tragedy. There's beauty and tragedy. I have that. That's so two things. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Two things. Well, first of all, negative things don't, you know, it seems like Instagram wants to be just positive, right? We can't Mm, share. mm. 
I mean, it's there's Can't something about the glorified life. It's sort of taken on that identity, right? So the influencer needs to, or the influencer couple, they need to just be perfectly beautiful and happy. They can't, I mean, it would be, it would be amazing, it would be real if they would say, you know, yeah, we're struggling, but, you know, we made it through and this was our way making it through and we grew and these are the tools. But I guess the, on that superficial level, it doesn't work that way. And then earlier when you said, I thought of that's, you know, what would, going back into this leadership mindset. So if society is set up this way, that's how, to me, that's a finite mindset. And it should be infinite, right? So if you, if you, if you have a finite mindset, that means it's sort of selfish, self-centered. You're not looking and building, trying to build community, right? It's all about, as you said, I follow and follow, and then I have more. So, I mean, that's, that's a finite mindset. How is that going to help you in the long mm. run? Uh, nowhere. It's not going to, yeah. So that person, imagine that person is running a company. What will the structure be of that? That's actually kind of scary. Right? Yeah, well, it's because you have to really inclusive. Be, if you are inclusive, and it comes back to the passion, and I love that term, encourager. Mm-hmm. Instead of influencer, you are an encourager. I love that. We should actually use that. I'm gonna make a hashtag out of this. After please do, <laughs> please it. do. I'm we we it. will make a hashtag out of because this <laughs> is the you and me. We are in a community. Right. right. You and me, we are part of this community. We're the yeah. ribosomes, which like right. I said, I'm probably not using the right word there. <laughs> but but and, and it comes back to sustainability. Mm-hmm. You know, when we create this asymmetrical, which by the way, it is asymmetrical. When when people have like these again, you know, we're under the influence, right? We're yeah. under the influence. Just like we could be under the influence of alcohol, I think we're under the influence of the societal pressures right. so of the yeah, yeah. inorganic mm-hmm. nature right. of, of influencers. And I'm not saying all, by yeah. the way, you know, because then I'm doing that me and them and us and, you know, anyways. Yeah, but no, it's 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 just, we were just brainstorming and yeah. putting seats. And, and yeah. And there, but there is a bit of what is sustainable. And mm-hmm. when you have... By thinking about the nature of how this thing works, right? Yeah. The feed posts and whatever. If you have 40,000 followers, but you follow 40 people, to me, that's telling me that you have a closed mindset because mm. who, who, who's in, you know what I mean? Who's encouraging you? Who, like who's kind of building you up in a sense, right? And, and I could be completely wrong here and I'm misinterpreting, but that's sort of what kind of comes to my mind. Mm. is it's the teacher who stopped being the student mm-hmm. is I what love i'm that. Sort of saying yeah. yeah no i love that that's that's yeah we always have to be the student no matter what right. no matter how we are the ceo actually this is really also interesting because let's say you're a ceo and if you are not a student you can learn a lot from your employees you know and that's probably how certain companies went under because they were just um just to that to 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 narrow the thinking was just about oneself 
there's there's something called the third generation rule and Mm -hmm. uh please you know listeners fact check me on this never think that what i'm saying you know question everything as claudia says um but the third generation rule probably wrong about exactly we're probably wrong about everything yeah it's it's such a it's it's a good safety net that I've I've created for myself there. Yeah, but, I did, yeah. <laughs> but but the third generation rule. So so the the guy or the individual, excuse me, starts up the company, right? And makes a very successful company. His son or son or daughter, excuse me, child sees this, you know, it's bequeathed to them, right? Mm-hmm. And then they build it up. And then the the third generation, they think that it's just in the bag right? They have it in the bag and then they blow it, right? Yeah. And, or they sell it or whatever, but it's the third generation is oftentimes the turning point. I'm not saying all the time either, but that mm-hmm. can often be the breaking point of, is this thing going to continue on or is it going to collapse or have to mm-hmm. sell itself off? Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 and that again comes down to the, the lie of security security Mm. to me is slavery it's a form it's a form of mental slavery right Mm. you know because it's like i can work for my okay i know the story it's actually kind of a heartbreaking story but this guy friend of mine worked with him he retired and within a year of retiring he died and and you Mm. know he wanted to do all these things and i don't think he was super happy at his job anyways within a year of retiring he passed Mm, and it's like shit right like do not wait no do not do not wait to do what you want to do because tomorrow is not guaranteed right right i mean we 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 have to live with the premise that yes it is otherwise we'd be like ah but you know take today as the gift that it is yeah yeah Yeah. Right. That was that was episode podcast number one. We talked that we touched on all that. Mm-hmm. To live. So mm-hmm. we don't, yeah. To live so we can be okay when we whatever happens. Beautiful so how these they keep yeah, repeating yeah. themselves, these lessons. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I so um, can I can I say something else? I was gonna a hundred percent. Yeah. So while you were talking. It was because you talked about the the third generation and the bosses. It made me think of power over, power with, and power Mm. to. So it because that's also very important if you are a leader or a teacher or a coach or whatever a guru in a spiritual community. There is you know power over. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I say you know, um, um, Trump and other. Um, yeah. how, should, how should I call them? Um, Irons? No. Yeah, no, well, well the power is tier. <laughs> power over, you know, yes. or I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, power to and power with is that you are equal and you are leveled with your employees or in your hierarchy or in your government or in your school or, you know, you're with the people, you're open, you are the student. You are open to the learning. You want to nurture the gifts of the other. Your wisdom. You you, you go to them, right? And not mm. over. Mm. Over is like, you know, you are the one who wants to suppress the other and thinks yes. you know everything better. So control. That, that's a yeah, control. So that's I think a very important um aspect of 
what makes really a good teacher or leader or CEO or whatever, right? Whenever we get into a position of being in charge of a situation or a um, um, position or something, right, where we suddenly have this power, we find mm. ourselves in a powerful position and to, to remind ourselves, what is it? What is my integrity? How am I acting right now? And I think we hopefully can always come back to power two and power with. You made me think about handshakes. Remember those handshakes? Mm, handshakes. Before, you mean, like you know, those it, California handshakes? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, but so you know, like the, like the handshake. Now, um, one Which thing that one? always those ones. <laughs> well, well, but but in like in business and stuff. Okay. Yeah. 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 So so mm -hmm. so have you ever shook someone's hand and they go like this? Or sorry, you oh, can't really yeah. see it. So no, yes, that I know to what me, you mean. I never mm -hmm. trust those people. I'm like you, because mm -hmm. then I have to like right. put my hand comes... out, like like what the f is going oh, on yeah. here? And, and that's power. That's power. When they do this. When their hand is over your hand, shaking your hand, that mm -hmm. is a person who wants power over you. Mm -hmm. Somebody who has their hand like this out to you and you go on top, that's, they want to give power to you. And somebody who shakes your hand, you know, the same yeah. level, right? Same side yeah. uh, is power yes. with. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. See, it's already in our body again, subconsciously, probably. We, we are tuned and we know we are. And then you said you don't even trust that person because your gut, you're alert, you're yeah. awake, you knew it. And you're like, hmm, something off here. And it's true. It's it's amazing, right? We, we, we have our senses open. We can know so much. And that's, that's our mind looking for yeah. patterns. But mm -hmm. you know what I do whenever they, they try that power over B, BS is I shake mm -hmm. their hand and I flip it like this. So it's the power with one. And mm -hmm. I put my hand over their other hand and I say, you know, nice to meet you <laughs> in a way that's like, I know what you're about. Don't do that. You know, because mm. I check people without hitting them with a stick. You know what I mean? Because mm. You don't have to beat people up to redirect them. No. Right. You can, again, going back to being an encourager, right? And, and, and that's really what the society needs more of. And it mm -hmm. needs more of these conversations. And the other thing that I think we could benefit from is identifying when we are incorrect, because mm -hmm. people kind of double down on these chat forms. Uh, you know, like I saw one the other day and, you know, I, I, I won't, name drop or anything but they knew that they were wrong in this in this argument because i kind of mm -hmm. love reading threads and then mm -hmm, i just kind of mm -hmm. i again i do my little encouragement bit and i'm like hey you know i learned a lot from this thanks guys or thanks folks yeah. and then i'm like whoop i'm out right yeah. uh and anyways people just get into it these keyboard warriors and one of them this person was getting like they just got lit up and they said well what you're saying is the same as this and it was like no, that is not the same, but they were gaslighting. They were like mm -hmm. trying to freak the person out, right? Like mm -hmm. you're saying that, for example, you're saying that all women are bad. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, that is not what this person said. Mm -hmm. And and anyways, it's because they there's that schema, there's that cognitive dissonance. They didn't want to admit that they were wrong. So they doubled down on it rather than be like, oh, you're right. They were like, mm. no, you're wrong. And you're a bad person. 
rather than take that information in, integrate it, and mm-hmm. come out with a new understanding. They wanted to double down. And, and, mm-hmm. and I think that that is such, that is the greatest threat to our way, our, 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 our structures. It's mm-hmm. the greatest threat to the way that we live now, I think, is our mm-hmm. inability to adapt right. and learn. Right, yeah. And, and that makes a really good leader too, right? If the leader doesn't need to be always strong, if you're admitting that, wow, maybe your uh, suggestion, your solution is better, making yourself, you know, inclusive and vulnerable. I think that is amazing building, team building skill. And you know what's wonderful too, just on that is, mm-hmm. again, going to conflict. Like imagine if everybody you knew, Claudia, agreed with you 100%. You'd be like, holy good Lord, what is wrong with the world I live in? It's like, it's, it's a utopia can be a dystopia. Right. You know, I like if we're- a big hat. Yes. Hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Got to hold it up. Right. Yeah, well, but, we had. <laughs> but conflict, conflict can bring great growth if right. if mm-hmm. we check our ego. Like for example, mm-hmm. this internet thread. Many a times, I got in an argument, or a, a, you know, anyways, yep. not an argument, uh, 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 a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. and they were right. And I said, mm-hmm. "Damn, like this is a really good point." And me commenting on that, you could see they were like. Brr, Okay, wait, wait, what is that? Debate. Wait. It's what you want to say. Exactly. To debate. <laughs> yeah. And I said, that's uh-huh. a really good point. You're right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that 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 flew in the face of the way that we kind of interact. Somebody mm. needs to write a manuscript on how to interact on the internet. Maybe I should write that. And well- But you know, sorry, I'm interrupting you, but you know why this is also so easy? Because usually there is no face. Mm. You just use, you call it keyboard warrior. Yes. And so you can hide in your anonymity. It would be a whole nother thing if we have to face each other and have that same conversation. It would really be different. I mean, but this is a skill we, yeah, we need to really train that muscle again to have, be in debate and not an argument. We mm. need to be able to listen mm. in present listening, full listening, and then also be open to being wrong, as you said, right? But it's so easy. You hide behind, you know, your black wall, your screen, and you can say whatever. Nobody's ever going to hold you accountable. What about the accountability of your words? I think that's a very, very powerful thing, um, you know, in our hum- our human um, interaction that we, you know, so much more we interact now with just via quickly our our, our phones and computers. But we need to, we, we you know, we're, we're of all the senses and whatever we say and comes out of us, we should really be aware of the consequence of mm. our words. And the energy. We yeah, mm-hmm. living But, living inconsequentially mm-hmm. is a certain death. Yeah, like it's a certain death to our our integrity. It's a certain death to our ecosystem, to nature. Yeah. Right, like the flick of the cigarette, like yeah, and then you start a forest fire that yeah. burns a million hectares of mm-hmm. rainforest. You know this kind of concept. 
right. living inconsequentially is a certain death. Mm-hmm. And the and Socrates said the unexamined life is not worth living. Mm-hmm. I think right. it's time we start to examine ourselves. And you mentioned a a, a wonderful bit too. And uh, have you have you read Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I love that guy. I got a man crush on that. Yeah, no, he he's amazing. Yes. <laughs> in in one bit in the book, he talks about he's in, I forget where he is, but these guys are having he he's sitting at a table and these people are having mm-hmm. a discussion and they're talking yeah. about their about their faith and what's the best way to be a follower of their faith. And Matthew McConaughey steps in, and he says, well, you know, I think he's right with this. And then they both turn to him and they're like, hey, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And, and what he learned from it is that in, in our culture, we, we kind of focus on one party being right and the other mm-hmm. being wrong, not, not mm-hmm. on us understanding each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the turning point. Right. And I've I've mentioned that before, but I don't think I mentioned where I got that idea from. Hmm. And uh, and I think I, it's important to cite your sources. But yes, in our society, we really do kind of focus on I'm right and you're wrong. So even yeah. the victor, like for example, this person who I said, oh, you know, that's a good point. You're right. Hmm. They're kind of like, ah, yes, I am right. But then they know that. Hold on, wait, that's hmm. not what this is about. Mm. this is about again two souls interacting and trying Mm -hmm. to find understanding Mm -hmm. not me trying to have power over you but to have power with you yeah shared power shared understanding and that that's the thing right now we're so segregated right more and Mm. more we're, we're, we're on the left, on the right. What about the middle ground? We need to occupy that area in between again, because what is really right or wrong? You live in your world, you have your upbringing, you have your perception, and I need to respect that because you are you and I come from a different um, world, you know, and maybe um, I have a different idea about this. But then I should also be open and you should be open to like to learn from one another. And again, that comes back again to this curiosity and mm-hmm. to the learning and the inner child, right? If we are willing to like, wow, I've never actually thought about this. That's so right. cool, you know, that you brought it and presented it this way. Yeah, I can go behind this. And then we have a dialogue mm-hmm. and then we can occupy peacefully that ground in between that middle ground and then on top of that that creates intimacy in a, and fosters better relationships and that's what we seek and want so badly and we have forgotten and you know how to do it because we're segregated and we live opinionated and i am right and no matter what i am right and there, there can't be intimacy intimacy cannot happen there have you ever been hugged by a child? Yeah. Wow. That yeah. is, that's true love. Mm. And that's what the world needs more of talking mm-hmm. about the true nature of ourselves. Like mm-hmm. kids yearn to be loved mm-hmm. and sure. Evolutionarily speaking, maybe that's some mm-hmm. safety, whatever. I get that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, that's really what we want. And, mm-hmm. you know, people who LGBTQ, whatever you know they're they're across the spectrum of culture and color 
just love people. You know, I right. think that that's the solution. Mm-hmm. And again, that might sound hippie, but they were onto something here, right? And that's really what we're after. Like this idea of, you know, like transgender people can't, it's like, you know what? Like, have you ever really had a conversation? Like people think that there's some strange production line of people just being, you know, doing these surgeries or whatever. Like, is that really what's happening here? Like, is that fear. really what's it? You know what I mean? Fear, fear of the fear. unknown. Exactly. What's the antidote to fear? It's not more fear. It's not more hate. It's love. It's love, exactly. But if what we don't know, you know, we're, we it's foreign, and then we fear it, and then we're trying to destroy it. It's just what we see in our we environment. We can't understand. Yeah, exactly. So we need wow. to really rise to the love, and the love is infinite and the more love we give the more there will be right so encourager i love (laughs) Love encourager (laughs) oh my god we've talked for two hours did we not (laughs) we did i didn't i didn't keep a timer this time because you know what i'm like i'm just gonna let this roll yeah we did (laughs) but it came full circle and and i feel like when when you constrain things to time there's a shirt I used to have and it, it said, don't force it on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. oh, what a great message. Don't force it. Yeah. Live and let live. Yeah. Right. That's, that's a great way actually to sort of calm down and into the end of the conversation. It's really, let, yeah, let live and, you know, allow, be curious, be creative, mm. be, be seen. I love it. And, <laughs> and just, yeah, yeah. And just feeling like when my daughter hugs me, mm. I hope everybody gets to feel something like that. Whatever, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to have a kid to reach fulfillment. But, mm. you know, I talk about my own story and, mm-hmm. you know, everybody knows I'm an avid Lion King fan and the circle of life, you know, step into who you are, complete mm-hmm. the circle. And bring peace to yourself. And in doing so, you can bring peace to the world. I mm. call it cheesy, but that's what I truly believe. And find that hug. Mm-hmm. You know, find your calling. Right. And maybe just re- also reaching across and not waiting for the other person to make the first step. Just do it. Don't overthink. Just go for it and say, you know, I. I have want to have this conversation or you're cool or whatever, whatever, but just do the first step and then the magic can unfold. Magic and magic is real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's re- like, Oh yeah. It should like, be real oh. forever. We're 88 yeah. years old, right? Should be yeah. still, I should have magic in our life. I hope oh, so. Yeah. We will. There's, I think you, there, you will. I will. <laughs> we will. I, we keep doing this. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the old guy whistling, trying to count as many bird species as I can, which is quite crazy, because within within 48 hours I met two orth orthnologists. I don't know if that's the right word, uh, but they're yeah. the people that study birds uh-huh. and talk about being present. Mm. They just stand there with their binoculars and they're in nature 
and me being the inquisitor, or, or mm. I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm I'm inquisitive. Inquisitor mm. has some negative connotations, you know, the Spanish Inquisition. Anyways, so I'm like, oh hey, you know, and I see your hat and you're an ornithologist. And he's like, Yeah, see that one? That's an African swallow. And or it was an African swallow. Yeah, quite, Anyways, yeah, right, yeah. but 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 just just out in nature. And it's like mm-hmm. I saw two people like this. And man, what like you just see that aura around them. Mm-hmm. And it's contagious if you turn and notice it. Because mm-hmm. you could ignore it. You know yeah. what I mean? You could ignore all these people in their world happy as can be mm-hmm. because you're like what the hell is wrong with that person they're so happy or you can turn to it and be encouraged mm-hmm. by it mm-hmm. have you have you ever heard of the band take that yeah we're god talking. i love those guys they're my favorite boy band <laughs> and there's this song called wooden boat i, I, I encourage that. you to listen to it i'll send it to you but okay. at one point it says you know life is uh, something along the lines of be the first one on the dance floor. Mm. Don't wait for anybody else. Be the first time on the dance. Be the first person on the dance floor because life, you know, we're just on this wooden boat or something like that. Mm. And it's so beautiful. And yeah, take that as amazing. Talk about magic. Right. I love that. That's a very beautiful way to, to end the conversation. Like well, what, you, what you said just now. I love that. The dancing well, dance yeah it's yeah. it's it's one of the the, first the original ways of, mm. of releasing stress and cortisol yeah and being healthy yeah. claudia thank you so much uh i i really do appreciate you um and being an encourager right and believing oh yes and creating this community so thank you so much the world Amazing. needs more claudia's Oh, and more Robert Grant. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, is that this is in all of us. Do you know what I mean? The world doesn't need more of us. The world needs more people to unleash this part that's in them already mm, that we right. do. And I'm not like this all the time, of course. Uh, right. I wonder. <laughs> I have my moments. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're not you're not perfect. No. And I don't want to be. <laughs> That sounds boring and annoying. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I'm, 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 oh my God. This I'm was amazing. So yeah. Thank you for, for, for this conversation. I love how we went down the rabbit hole and found our way back to the beginning. Yes. <laughs> Life's like, wow. a journey, my friend. Yeah. It's a journey. It was a really beautiful conversation. So well, thank, thank you. you. I'm uh, sure we do another one. There's more we have to. Oh, we cover. will. Oh yeah. We will. I think I have an idea of the next one. So, all right. Thank well, you. Thank you. Be have well. a beautiful, beautiful day. You too. Bye now. Once again, that was Claudia Gitz. And then I'm still enjoying the words that she shared with me, the messages of getting back to our inner child and and this concept of being creative and curious and just raw and vulnerable in who we are, you know, and rediscovering that inner child that maybe somewhere along the way we lost, we forgot. Maybe we thought it died. I remember the moment 
when I rediscovered my inner child and, you know, I was crying so hard because I hadn't cried that hard since that inner child was alive, which was about 14 years ago from, from that moment, you know, and, and that's when my father passed. I saw him pass away. And I thought in that moment that this part of me must die for me to survive. And that was just part of what I thought was necessary. And in a lot of what we do, we think is necessary to our survival. And then as we get older, again, we talked about this, we sort of double down on these concepts and these notions of not being vulnerable, not being authentic, of being afraid of being hurt. And I know I have struggled with that, and I still continue to struggle with that. But I'm getting better, and, and this is one way of me doing that, achieving that, exposing my true self, putting it out on the line. And that's why I thank you every time for you listening and you being a witness to my own journey. And hopefully I'm part of yours as well. And that's why we, we love hearing from you. And in today's episode, I would love to hear about how you've reconnected with your own inner child or, or how you were able to preserve and keep alive your inner child all these years because I think that's another key to lifelong happiness and wellness is never losing that sense of the child we once were, of that raw creativity and love and compassion and curiosity. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye now. Thank you again for listening. I'm Robert Grant, and I'm probably wrong about everything.